Hey everyone, it's time for another live look at the astrology. Uh, my name is Katie Sweetman and this is your look at the astrology of May 16th through 22nd, 2022. Um, yeah, it's eclipse season. And in fact, we had our last eclipse of eclipse season just today, early this morning, at least here in New York City. Um, I kind of accidentally caught a glimpse of it as I was walking my dog last night. Um, but I hope you all are well. Eclipse season typically is when life turns up the volume. Um, it's not to say that eclipses are bad, but they certainly make life interesting. Um, and even though today was the last eclipse, we're still in its energies. And certainly we're in the energies of the lunar eclipse over the next few days. And that's the thing about eclipses is that they open up this six month chapter of time that we're sort of we keep revisiting this eclipse and we will revisit this eclipse over the next six months and here's the really funny thing about astrology and eclipses is that we've already in a way connected to this eclipse we did it maybe three months ago maybe uh, other points when let's say 25 scorpio was activated by transit from being technical for a moment or even the degree of the Taurus new moon on April 30th, which was 10 degrees Taurus. So this is why I love astrology, but also sometimes we live it. It's real. It's personal. I love astrology. I love eclipses because it's well, for me as a nerd. It's fascinating. Um, and it's fascinating how you can see a future eclipse in, in a way speak to an event that happened uh, three or six months before. And I know a lot of you have been sharing your stories, um, what this eclipse season means for you, and please share your experiences. Um, these eclipses have been in Taurus and Scorpio. This is the first eclipse uh, series or pair in Taurus and Scorpio um, since 2014. I believe we 2013 2014. Um, it's not to say that events from 2013 2014, I hope not, um, are carbon copy, but certainly there's a thread back to that time, there's a thread back to 2003, 2004. That was another time we had the eclipses in Taurus and Scorpio. And what are Taurus and Scorpio all about? They're signs that talk about money, security, stability, emotional security, stability, trust. Um, the axis of Taurus and Scorpio, as much as it is about money and finance and wealth, power, control, it's also about life and death. And I know that the D word is a, is a little bit of a, you know, it kind of makes people nervous. And, and I am a Scorpio. So as your friendly Scorpio ambassador, your friendly uh, ambassador to talk about death and rebirth and transformation, um, this is a season where we see the other side of Taurus season. So Taurus is the fresh blooms of life and the rebirth of life after winter. Uh, then Taurus reminds us that things don't last forever and that there will be a moment when that beautiful bloom that we see in May will decay and make way for something else. Um, but I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. Uh, again, my name is Katie Sweetman and I am an astrologer and psychic medium here in the New York City area. And every week we gather live to look at the astrology. What does it mean for us? What time is it? Air quotes, what time? And that's the thing about astrology is that astrology is at its core a way to tell time, metaphoric time, symbolic time, how we live time 
and how we live the energy of time and, and what do we do with that time. And here, to sound very Scorpio for a moment, your time on this planet is short. It may be very long relatively, but in the grand scheme of themes, as grand scheme of things, your time on this planet is very short. So what do you do with it? How do you live? How do you create the, cultivate the pleasures of, of Taurus? But how do you sort of have that awareness um, and, and consciousness of Scorpio? Scorpio reminds us that all things must end so that something else can come in its place. Thus is the cyclical nature of life. So yeah, we gather every week to look at the astrology, something that you hear me say over and over again. See, the astrology is 50%. You are the 50, other 50%. So, you know, what do you do with your 50%? That's the thing. People come to my work or they do, you know, book a client session and your astrology only tells me so much. It tells me about your potential. It tells me about the time, but it doesn't tell me how you live that potential, how you live that time, how you live your life. So I think that's just part of my work is to really get people to, to look at astrology differently, that it's not this fortune-telling and predictive what's going to happen to me, um, that you do have options. I will say that eclipse season is a time when we don't feel like we have a lot of options. We do, but eclipses remind us that there are things that are bigger than us. Seasons, time, beginning of life, end of life. And I was thinking about eclipse season. Um, I was watching the sunset a few days ago. And you know that moment when right after the sun has gone down and the energy feels very weird. It feels like we've definitely crossed into some other different space and time, but things are very thin. In fact, if you look at the, the horizon, it's got that sort of haze to it. And that's what eclipse season is. We, we're sort of in that bend between one time, one uh, you know, six-month arc of time, and another six-month arc of time. And in that bend, things happen. Things filter in and filter out. Things come in swiftly in and out of your lives. But uh, eclipses sort of mark the moments and hours of our lives. They, they talk about marriages and births. They talk about moves. And they talk about how your life will shift into a new chapter. So in a way, we need eclipses. Otherwise, we'd sort of just stay the same. Um, but um, we will have two more eclipses in Scorpio and Taurus. Don't worry, this is in uh, October and November later this year, six months from now. And then next year, we will have a few more uh, eclipses in Taurus and Scorpio. But by next April, we are starting to have our first dips into eclipses in Aries and then later Libra. So yeah, this uh, this eclipse uh, chapter really only covers an 18-month uh span of time, but uh, it's always a very potent span of time. Um, so let's talk about the astrology this week of, well, I almost said April, uh, May 16th through 22nd, 2022. Uh, again, if you're watching live, do say hello. I see some familiar faces. Um, some of you are my clients. Um, some of you have worked with me. Um, how are you all doing? How's the eclipse season been for you? Uh, how have you seen uh, the themes of Scorpio and Taurus? Money, security, wealth, stability, um, even the energies of Uranus, which is also in Taurus, which is about reawakenings and reinventions and maybe going off in a new direction. And even this past weekend, um, we had what's called Sun Square Saturn, 
Saturn. Um, when you are in the energies of Saturn, we have to sort of make sure things are in, in balance, they're ordered, uh, we are you know, taking this, the next step up in our lives, we are uh, doing due diligence. Um, so there was this really hard Saturn energy. And, and, and for some of us, this lunar eclipse is a course correction. It's a, a moment when we have to sort of put things back into their place, put things back into balance, make commitments. Um, but if, has, if something has left your life, uh, I, do, I do hope and, and trust that it's so that something else can come in. And for some of us, things are coming in. It is a time of new beginnings. Um, so yeah, this week, uh, May 16th at 12, I think it was 12.14 a.m. Eastern, um, New York time. Um, so that was, it's already passed. We had the Scorpio full moon. And this full moon, as you know, was a lunar eclipse. It is the second half of a pair. And that first eclipse was on April 30th. We had a solar eclipse in Taurus. So this lunar eclipse, lunar eclipses, they sort of demand action. They are, after all, a full moon. It's a time when things feel heightened, emotions feel heightened. Uh, you know, maybe you felt very overwhelmed this weekend. Uh, maybe you had, you know, a breakdown. Maybe you needed a breakdown. Maybe it helped you to feel things that you haven't felt in a long time. Help you to move things. Um, but that other side of Scorpio is that it's very real. It's a very real sign. Um, makes you feel real life. Capital L life. Um, but this lunar eclipse put the spotlight on a certain part of your life and as a result you can't ignore it and something may come into your life may come out of your life you may pivot you may head in a new direction um, and if you're like scratching your head and like Katie like you promised me all these things um, where's my eclipse and that's the beauty but also sometimes the uh, frustration of eclipses is that they will appear uh, later when let's say Mars goes into Taurus that will be this uh, July and August or maybe it's when we have the moon in Scorpio in uh, May not May not May uh, June um, that's sort of that month return after the eclipse or maybe even uh, three weeks from now when we two weeks from now when we have the last quarter moon so you sort of pay attention, pay attention to the themes, take notes, um, connect the dots. That's what we're here for. Um, so yeah, we have this full moon. Um, it's going to be with us. The energy is going to be with us throughout the week. Um, and things may be shaking as a result. Um, again, Scorpio is a sign that's no, um, you know, means business. Um, like I mean that as a Scorpio. As we get into Wednesday, May 18th, Mars, which by the way, the ruler of the eclipse is Mars. It's been over in Pisces. So it's, we've sort of had this water, watery uh, thing going on with the eclipses. And Pisces is a sign that talks about, well, let me back up. Cancer, the first water sign, it's my emotions, it's your emotions. It's singular and individual. Uh, in Scorpio, it's our emotions. It's the emotions that are felt between two people. It's the emotional experiences that we feel when we are in situations that do talk about intimacy, vulnerability, sexuality, and in the, these moments where we are transformed. And I always, when I think of Scorpio and I think of relationships, I think about the people, or the, what do they say? It's like when you go through a crisis with somebody that, like, let's say you're in a relationship, you really see the full measure of that person. That's what Scorpio really does. It strips away any illusions or artifice. But then we get to Pisces and it's 
not our emotions, you and me, it's the universal. It's everybody's emotions. And typically when Pisces energy is, is activated, we have to think of things on a larger scale. It's not about us, I, me. Um, it's not even about two people. It's about humanity. It's about the greater whole. And, and experiences around this full moon may touch on things that are much bigger than us. And then there's the other side of Pisces. And it says, we. how do we open up and let go how do we have compassion and forgiveness how do we have redemption how do we find faith and i know these are big words but pisces it's a big sign it sits at the end of the zodiac it represents the end of our our journey through each of the 12 zodiac signs in this case previous 11 signs and it bridges us to the next cycle, the next life, uh, the return of life, uh, the return of the new cycle when the sun or any planet arrives in Aries, like Jupiter did just this past week on May 13th. So Mars is also conjunct Neptune right now. It sort of adds a really interesting layer to this eclipse because whenever Neptune is part of the story, it's not about us, I, again, this, there's no individual with Neptune. Neptune is an evolutionary planet and its function is to get us to grow and evolve by any means possible. And it will do that by pulling back the curtain, dissolving the boundaries between this world and the next world, which may make us, us mad or lose our minds in one side of things. But then for other people, it's transcendent, it's spiritual, it's an awakening. I feel everything. I feel love. I feel compassion. I feel unconditional love. So it's sort of the duality of Neptune. But it, we, we're not necessarily in the physical plane when Neptune is involved in the astrology. So we're having this very real world eclipse at the same time it's speaking to something that's bigger than us, beyond us, our soul, our spirit, our connection as uh, spirits on a larger level and how do we find compassion for one another and if you are dealing with something personal how do you use the energy of neptune and pisces to really let it go and to transcend something that maybe has forged a, a part of your identity because there's an element of identity in scorpio because it is part of the what's called the fixed grand cro fixed cross and you know it's the sign that's after leo and it's like who are we really when we sort of get down to the nitty-gritty um so mars is conjunct neptune that's why there's been kind of this sleepy energy uh certainly over the past few weeks um I, there was a time we had for like 18 planets in pisces okay I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating but there were i think five four and then f at some some points five and six planets in pisces um so it's been a lot of pisces but that's gonna all start to shift mars goes into aries at the end of this month on uh, may 24th um and then at that point the only planet left in pisces is uh, neptune so we're going to start to see things move at the end of this month. But in the meantime, we're in this sort of liminal space with these eclipses. You know, we're sort of preparing for a new life, but at the same time, we can't see it. Um, we're sort of in the in-between. And at the same time, we are letting go of something from the past so we can make space for something new. And I think Mars conjunct Neptune is a reminder that there's what we want, but then there's the, the wants and needs and the desires of the divine whatever you choose to believe in and how do you get your you your ego your desires your needs in align with some in alignment with something greater than yourself and 
that's not always easy. And I say this as somebody who has a lot of planets conjunct Neptune. Uh, you just have to sort of realize that there's you, there's something bigger than you, you have to go with the flow, but you still have to keep yourself rooted and anchored and grounded in real life. Otherwise you will float off into La La Land. Um, but that said, Later this week, the sun goes into Gemini. It goes into Gemini on Friday, May 20th. So we are saying goodbye to Taurus season. In a way, we're saying goodbye to the eclipses, but do we ever truly say goodbye to the eclipses? And the sun in Gemini is a very different energy than Taurus. Now, Taurus is Earth. It's practicality, it's stability, the things that we can touch, taste, smell. And then we're going off into Gemini, and Gemini is about the mind. So we are going to need new ideas, new perspective, new information, movement, travel, classes, education. I didn't say it already. Um, because Neptune, not Neptune, I got Neptune in the brain, as always. Uh, Gemini is a sign that really helps us to take all the things that we've gathered in Taurus season, and Taurus has this desire to accumulate and to gather, and then we need to move, we need to share. And I think that's the beautiful reminder of Gemini is that we can't hold on to everything, we can't hold on to the goods, we can't, we can't hoard um, when we are in Taurus season. We have to sort of exchange and interact and share what we have, and whether it's knowledge, whether it's snacks, whether it's something else. Um, but it's a very different energy. The thing that we need to keep in mind going to Gemini season is that um, Mercury is retrograde and it will be retrograde for half of Gemini season. And Mercury, by the way, will go back into uh, Taurus on the 22nd of May. And Mercury will start to revisit a stretch of the sky that it hadn't been in since um, the end of April. So just classically, this means that we are returning to events and decisions from late our conversations from late April. We need to get a new perspective. Uh, late April, curiously enough, is the same space of sky as the solar eclipse that we had um, on April 30th, although different degrees, but Mercury will um, station at 26 degrees of Taurus on June 3rd, and 26 of Taurus is right opposite our lunar eclipse degree. So it may mean, to go back to an earlier point, that we're getting an eclipse trigger um, on June 3rd when Mercury turns direct. But Mercury retrograde means that we have to have a different relationship with how we use Mercury. We can't run on instinct. We can't just move forward. We have to sort of pause and think, reflect. Is this the right choice for me? Do I need to wait? You don't worry, your life doesn't have to grind to a halt during Mercury retrograde. You just have to do Mercury retrograde a little bit smarter than uh, sort of, I mean, I don't know, maybe you want to grind your life to a halt. Um, certainly if you can do that, but we can't always do that. So just uh, especially as we go into this weekend, Mercury in the sun conjunct, this is what's the midpoint of Mercury retrograde. So sometimes that midpoint gives us some new clarity, new wisdom, new ideas, but we are still rewinding until June 3rd. So yeah, we are spanning the space between Gemini and Taurus, a Taurus and Gemini this season, and we are still navigating eclipse energy, even as we go into next week. So with that in mind, let's uh, go through the 12 signs, um, talk about where this full moon eclipse, and I did talk about this last week, but um, I think just to kind of recap, um, we'll talk a little bit about you know Pisces and Neptune and, and also anything else that comes up. So 
Aries. Uh, Aries, so where did this eclipse happen for you? It happened in your eighth sign. So this is a first eclipse in a series of eclipses that will be in your, your eighth sign. The next one will be um, uh, da, 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 November, November 8th. I'm saying this because the eighth in, in astrology, it's called the eighth house. I'm calling it the eighth sign. Um, some people have other words for it, but the eighth is where we have to do a lot of deep emotional work. And it's where you might hear me say, uh, we have to face ourselves. We are in the eighth room and we, I know maybe you don't want this, but in a way we need it. We need that time to really search our souls, really reflect, um, really look at ourselves and do the deep work. And, and when we go to a therapist, for example, we are doing eighth house work. We were doing eighth sign work. And so this is a time for you to really take your emotional health seriously, um, to really look at deeper themes about power and control, uh, vulnerability, intimacy. It's also a time that's about finance and assets and wealth and estate planning and benefits and wills. And I know that sounds a little bit dark, but hey, I'm a Scorpio. Um, but this full moon is really putting a lot of these different things in the spotlight. So you may have to pivot. And this may mean an emotional shift. This may mean a larger shift. This may mean um, having to face, again, uh, emotions that you haven't had a chance to face. And with Mars and Neptune over in your 12th, this is the perfect time to let something go. It could be a trauma. It could be something from the past. It could be something deeply buried. But that sort of the beauty of the 12th is that you have to detach yourself from it. You have to detach whatever this thing is from your identity because it's not who you truly are. And you, there can be forgiveness and compassion when the energy of this eclipse points over to the 12th. <clears throat> but on some level, and I realize this might be a word that I'm like, oh, this is something about endings. It's the conclusion. It's the, you know coming to the end of a cycle. And maybe it's not the place you thought you would be, but maybe it's the place that you need to be, for example. But Mars, your planet, it's still in the 12th. Just a little heads up, it will arrive in Aries on uh, May 24th, so just a week from now. And that's when you're going to get a lot more um, forward movement. So in the meantime, Aries, maybe you're doing a lot of soul searching. Um, maybe you're trying to sort of figure out what everything means. Maybe you're sort of figuring and trying to you know, come to the end of a large cycle of your life. Um, but things are going to start to move a lot uh, faster once Mars gets into Aries on um, May 24th. Taurus. So this eclipse happened in your seventh the seventh in astrology is about relationships. It's how you connect and interact and socialize. It's not just romantic relationships, it's all relationships, but this eclipse sort of puts relationships in the spotlight. And maybe there's something with you and another person, romantic or otherwise, that you need to deal with. Um, and maybe this time you know, is bringing a serious relationship into your life, or maybe, and only maybe this is an existing relationship that needs to end. Of course, every Taurus is going to be living this differently, but this might be a time if you are in a long-term committed partnership or have something serious in your life, the spotlight may be on them. And sometimes that eclipse means that your partner, for example, like there's a lot going on in their life. Um, but that said, I'm pretty sure Taurus has a lot going on in your life because you just had that solar eclipse on April 30th. And 
to have eclipses back and forth between your sign and your opposing sign of Scorpio says this is a big time in your life. Um, with the energy of the eclipse pointing over to Pisces, its relationships, its community, its friends, it's your social circle, it's this larger sense of belonging. How do you get back? How do you serve? Um, and maybe even a lot of complicated emotions that come up, like feeling like you don't belong, or maybe you've, you've found uh, your sort of deeper spiritual connection, or friends who feel like soulmates, or feel that deeper sense of support connection in your life but again Taurus as you've been hearing me say week in and week out this is a big time for you it's time for new beginnings reinventions and sort of whatever is going on with these eclipses um, you're going to keep re revisiting these eclipses over the next six months and beyond Gemini so Gemini uh, Scorpio is what calls your sixth sign so this puts health and wellness in the spotlight you need to take care of your body you need to sort of look at your human life and um, make sure everything's organized make every, sure everything's cleaned out and I think with some other things that are going on this is a wonderful time to look at the interplay between your physical health and your emotional health and sort of this holistic view and certainly that solar eclipse back on April 30th give you an opportunity to really let something go so to continue to use this time Gemini to clean out and prepare um, and prepare for you know sort of these larger emotional spiritual shifts that are happening now that you're having eclipses in what's called your 12th it's in a, in a way Gemini it's the end of a larger chapter and it's sort of the preparation for something very new. Um, not just health, but maybe also needing to get organized, needing to do a project, uh, focus on your work. Um, I think whenever the six is involved, it's just my personal belief, it's a, it's a good um, rule of thumb to sort of make sure you have a schedule, you're sort of keeping you know, time management, you're sort of keeping everything um, running and flowing, for example. But I will say, uh, you know gemini mercury being your planet it's retrograde right now no big deal this happens three or four times a year so you sort of can't push forward like you normally do you have to editorialize you have to reflect you have to get a different perspective and then mercury going into your 12th on the 22nd you know again highlights this time that on some level is about ending spirituality um, endings it's like the end of the physical world when you get to the 12th but it's not the end of life it's sort of the the connection to something beyond this world so maybe using this time uh, Gemini to really cultivate your your inner life your inner world your spiritual life meditate go and retreat reflect um, clean out your yourself body mind and soul and again prepare for a very different chapter of your life cancer so cancer uh, scorpio is your fifth sign so this lunar eclipse is on some level saying well who are you what makes you you and maybe this is a time to kind of get into these larger questions of identity self-expression but i think when you have an eclipse in the fifth you have to get back to the things that give you life that give you passion fun play for some people, uh, this is a time about uh, children and um, having a child. Um, and to have an eclipse in the fifth is sometimes uh, a harbinger of a, what's called a pregnancy transit, of course. Only if this is relevant to you. Um, but that said, you know, children, what are children? Children is the physical manifestation of something that's inside of us. It's an expression of who we are. 
That said, it doesn't have to be actual children, but what are you creating? What are you putting into this world? But I think it's a time for you to get back to who you are. There's sort of these larger questions, uh, cancer especially, with the solar eclipse in the 11th about friends and community, but then there's these other things that are happening. Um, you know, the fact that you have Saturn still in your eighth and you did have an eclipse that was square Saturn in the eighth. So doing a lot of the deeper emotional work and of course this question of who are you Cancer, but at the same time, who are you not? And sort of the artifice and sort of the roles that we put on um, and sometimes the roles that work against us and even self-destruction and seeing how maybe you don't always support who you are but this is sort of the deeper work that you're doing right now cancer but you know cancer you're you're, you're a water sign and we just had a, an eclipse in a water sign so this is uh, really uh, bringing up a lot of emotions um you know mercury's in your 12th right now so maybe pay attention to your dreams your intuition um, but that said, do continue to take care of yourself, Cancer. Leo. Uh, Leo, and you say, hear me say every week, you are a fixed sign. The fixed signs are not so fixed at the moment. So where is this eclipse happening for Leo? It's happening in the fourth. It's about home. It's about family. But the fourth is also the foundation of the chart. It's what supports your life. And to have an eclipse in your fourth, there is some sort of change that's happening on some level. Maybe it's a, a move. Maybe it's not a move right now, but maybe it's an upcoming move. It's a change in your household. Somebody moves in, somebody moves out. The spotlight is on family. It's on the past. It's about home, you know, home in the sort of larger figurative sense. And I think when, when the fourth is really active, even by eclipse, you have to get back to your emotional needs. You have to feel safe. And maybe to give Scorpio credit, it's a sign that sort of rattles us and sometimes we don't feel safe. So really pay attention, Leo, to the emotions that are coming up because it may mean you know something that you're trying to let go of. And with Mars over in your eighth, if I'm doing the, yes, it's in your eighth with Neptune, you know, maybe a lot of deeper themes around intimacy and vulnerability and trust and sexuality and, and all the sort of the stuff that kind of comes up when you're in a relationship with somebody or even the skeletons in the closet when it comes to the past and memories and family and maybe need, need to heal from something very old. But um, that said, Taurus, you know, between the April 30th uh, solar eclipse in your 10th career, and this lunar eclipse in your fourth home, your life's at a pivot point, um, sort of this, the, one of the two of the major axes of your life are highlighted. And surely over the next few months, if not the next six months, something big is going to shift. If it hasn't already, that's a thing, quite possibly. You've already had the job change. You already had the change in the home. But then, of course, pay attention to what's happening maybe three months from now, maybe two weeks from now. And when Mars and um, perhaps some other things get into key areas like Taurus. When Mars will go into Taurus um, at the beginning of July, 2022. So, Virgo. Um, Virgo, you know, first of all, you know, you're, you're what's called a Mercury-ruled sign. And where is your planet? Mercury rules up in Gemini for you. So this Gemini, no, this Mercury retrograde period has been about your professional life. 
It could be quite literally your career, your ambitions, the direction that you're taking your life in. It's also about your duties and responsibilities and, and your public life and the role that you play in the world, and the role that people see you playing in the world. And with Mercury retrograde, it's time to reconsider, pull back, um, get a second opinion, um, maybe reevaluate, look at uh, different options, different duties and roles and responsibilities. Um, but that said, Mercury will go back into Taurus. Um, it will do that uh, on the 22nd, the Sunday, and then it will turn retrograde, not retrograde, it'll turn direct on June 3rd in Taurus. So it's sort of like you've been really looking at your professional life, your direction in your life. But with Mercury going back into your ninth, you know, there's sort of these deeper philosophical questions that you've been trying to figure out and sort of like even education. And maybe you've had to get education for your job or get training or go back to school and you're sort of evaluating your educational needs and how it supports your professional life. But that said, I think there is something about uh, philosophy, conviction, knowledge, wisdom, teaching, that's somehow a part of this Mercury retrograde uh, cycle for you. But that said, um, the eclipse in Scorpio for you, um, Virgo, is about your third, you know, speaking of education. Um, and the third does talk about needing to put education in the spotlight, um, maybe taking workshops, classes, getting you information, reading, conversations. It's so much about the mental mind right now. And, and there's a sharpness to, to having Scorpio as your third sign, Virgo. That's why you're, you're such a good um, you know, editorial person. You're able to sort and to organize because you do have that eagle eye with uh, Scorpio as your third sign. You know, for me, I always say that Virgo is like a secret Scorpio. Look, you know, you have Scorpio on your third sign. Um, but that said, you know, with the ninth and the third activated right now, Virgo, it is so much about education and perspective and sort of the larger whole and sort of this reminder that we can't all stay in the same place whether that's literal, whether that's metaphoric. And I think the beauty of the ninth is that, you know, especially with the eclipse there on April 30th, uh, you know, Uranus has been there for the past few years. It's sort of this reminder that we have to go out into the world. We have to explore and search and try on different perspectives and, and see things from other lands, other countries, other cultures. Um, because otherwise we sort of keep seeing things in our own uh, short lens. And so really allow your horizons to expand and to seek out uh, new perspectives. But again, this is a time that's about your voice, education, but specifically voice, how you use your voice. Um, maybe this eclipse brought you news and maybe with that news you have to make some serious decisions in your life. Libra. So this eclipse happened in something called your second. Um, Libra, Scorpio is your money sign. It's your personal money sign. It's what, how you make a living. Um, it's the money you spend, the money you earn. Um, it's the, the value that you put on things and even the value you put on yourself. So this eclipse is sort of highlighting the role of money, material stability, and material security in your life. And maybe this eclipse rattled something deep within. Do I have enough? Can I pay my bills? Do I need to get a raise? Do I need to change jobs? Um, and, and maybe that you're fine, but maybe it's just bringing up a lot of deep and old fears. But that said, you know, it is a time to get really uh, practical about your life right now. Um, with Mars over in Pisces, Pisces for you is what's called your sixth sign. So 
if you're really thinking about your material life, well, what actionable steps are you gonna do to make it happen? So it's one thing to say, um, I need to make a change in my, in my relationship with money or, or how I earn a living. It's another thing to actually do something about it. So Mars is saying like, take action, go to work, come up with a plan, have a project, um, organize yourself, but it is conjunct Neptune. And here's the sticky part of this. Neptune's a funny planet when it gets involved with money. And this is what I tell my clients. It's like, I don't care if you're the most powerful person in the world or if you are a billionaire, when Neptune is part of the money story, whether at birth or through transit, you better it better feed your soul. You better love it. It can't just be for the money, prestige, power, whatever. It has to touch on something deeper. And so maybe this is giving you an opportunity to get back to your real values or somehow sort out, you know, the value of the, the money versus the value of something greater than that money. Um, maybe it's your integrity. Maybe it's your work. Um, you, you know, uh, Libra. But the, that said, you know, Mercury is retrograde right now. It's up in your ninth and is that true yes that's true it's up in your ninth and so there you know i was kind of talking about integrity and i was talking about you know value and maybe you need to sort of look at what do you what do you stand for what is your integrity what is your sense of right and wrong and maybe get a different perspective and maybe even get a different perspective once mercury goes back into taurus on may 22nd um scorpio so Scorpio, you just had a lunar eclipse in your sign. It's the first eclipse in your sign since 2014. Um, so I think to go back to 2013, 2014 is worth your while. Uh, certainly to go back to 2003 and 2004 is worth your while. It's the, the, the previous uh, eclipse cycle in Taurus and Scorpio. To have an eclipse in your sign on some level means that you or your life is in the spotlight it's it's not a it's not an anonymous time for you Scorpio and maybe with that in mind like you're making big decisions you're navigating big life you're making a pivot if your birthday is on or about the uh, 16th 17th 18th or 19th of November this is uh, definitely putting you in spotlight hey my birthday is the 17th so really this is a, a big time for you and, and and maybe even it might take um the next six months for you to get a better perspective about what this time is about and and i'm saying this this is a very personal uh story or share um go back and and look at this, this past november this past november we had a lunar eclipse in in taurus on november 19th so this is sort of two eclipses that bookend each other but go back and what were the events of August of 2021? That was sort of the run up to the eclipse season of November 2021. Go back and look at February and that was the run up to the eclipses of April and May of 2022. And, and so for me, and again, it's a personal share, like my mom passed in, on August 10th of 2021. So I see this eclipse, and this, again, just my personal thing. Um, I see this eclipse and I even see the eclipse of November of 2021 as part of that event and part of other events that have been related. So I'm saying this in, in case you're like, oh, wait, like what's going to happen? But then you're already seeing that in a way it has happened. It's, it's something that's um, not um, 
uh, tied to just this time. But of course, that's a very strong example from my personal life. But um, that said, this is about relationships. You have solar eclipse in Taurus on April 30th. So it's about new people coming into your life, uh, pivot points in relationships, the start of a new relationship, start of a serious relationship, maybe even the end of a relationship, if that is something that is relevant. Um, but this is a pivotal time for you, Scorpio, Mars, your planet, it's in Pisces, it's in something called your fifth. So it's about creativity, self-expression, what makes you you, and maybe sort of the priorities that you need to sort of align your life with. Because if it's, if it's, if you're doing things that sort of take away from you or don't allow you to sort of fill your passion or express yourself, then that's going to really be detrimental. So it's like, get back to who you are. Um, and maybe that with that Neptune uh, aspect is letting go of who you're not and maybe the things that get in the way of relationships or get in the way of you expressing who you are. But Scorpio, things are going to start to shift uh, next week when Mars goes into Aries. We will have lots to talk about then um but but until then it's a pivotal time for you and one that will link you to the eclipses of october 25th solar eclipse in scorpio and november 8th lunar eclipse in taurus sagittarius um sag so taurus taurus what the heck uh, Scorpio is what's called your 12th sign. So this eclipse on some level is talking about the end of something, the end of a chapter, the end of a journey, um, a need for you to sort of detach um, your wants and needs and desires and sort of connect to something higher. It's about spirituality, maybe even esotericism and mysticism, especially with that Scorpio con connection. But I think Sag, you know, you're a sign that's typically happy-go-lucky, there's sort of a strong sense of faith and optimism, everything's gonna work out, and I'm not saying that it's not, but I think with a lunar eclipse in Scorpio, it's sort of peeling back a blind spot or peeling back emotions that typically are a little bit out of reach. And Scorpio is sort of getting you to examine the deeper themes, the themes or things. Um, but that said, like use an eclipse um, to, to let go of something. It could be an, an addiction. I know that's kind of some intense things to say, but an addiction, attachment, um, memories, the past, traumas, vulnerabilities, because these are the things that sort of sit in your psychic closet and take up real estate. And, um, you know, you don't want that, Satch. You're in a new cycle. You've got Jupiter and Aries. Um, but that said, you know, the energy of this eclipse pointed over to your fourth. You know, Mars is over in, Pi in uh, Pisces with Neptune. And maybe the things that you're letting go of are something that's deep in your emotional core, the past, memories, family, um, could even be something ancestral for for all I know but pay attention to what's coming up because it's trying to help you release something and maybe release something that's very old um, but that said I said this a few moments ago Jupiter is in your fifth sign so it's a time for you to really get back to you express who you are and maybe this is sort of showing you some of the deeper emotions that are in the way of you expressing your passions, your gifts, your creativity, and even your talents. Capricorn. 
Capricorn, this eclipse happened in your 11th. So community, friends, your social circle, uh, your sense of belonging to something larger, humanity, the collective, uh, society, politics, social causes, uh, I didn't say it already, uh, humanitarian themes. Um, the 11th is where we're not individuals, we're, we're something larger than individuals, we're part of a collective. And sometimes, you know, we feel a bit lonely in the world. And so this is an eclipse for you to really find your people, find your tribe, find connections, um, to connect to friends and community, to um, rekindle or renew uh, existing friendships. But it is a Scorpio full moon. So this is a, a full moon that's not just hanging out and talking about, you know, really light, fluffy things with friends. It's about talking about real stuff and sharing your emotions with the people that really are allies or people that see eye to eye with you, Capricorn. Um, but, but that said, the energy of this eclipse uh, pointed over to something called your, wait, not second, your third. Um, wait, is that correct? Yep, that's correct astrology. It pointed over your third. So it is talking about choices, the, the, your voice, communication, ideas, information, learning, classes, education, but also trips and travel. But I think with the Neptune component there, it's really helping you to find your intuitive voice, but it's also really trying to get you to find your voice. Nobody else's. The thing about Capricorn is that it will take on all responsibilities of the world um, because that's just what you do. And you do it well, by the way, but I think that's the sort of the shadow side of Capricorn is that it keeps taking on um, duties and responsibilities um, and maybe to a point where it starts to be a detriment it starts to take you away from uh, your needs your wants and even your expression of your voice uh, but uh, saturn um you know saturn being saturn and it's kind of was in these eclipses you know it is a, a pivotal pivotal time for you capricorn and maybe some of the decisions that you're making the connections to friends uh, to to your community to the larger picture the larger whole um and it's really talking about what do you really value um aquarius Aquarius, again, you are a fixed sign and the fixed signs are not so fixed at the moment, which means your life is shifting in some way. And I'm pretty sure it's already happening. So it's not like, you know, it's going to be like some, you know, you've had this kind of quiet life the past few years, nothing's been happening. It's just like, boom, no, a lot of these changes have been happening in home and family, your home environment, your household. Maybe you've made a move. Maybe you're planning for a big move. Maybe people have moved in. People have moved out. Maybe your emotional core has been uh, shook or a need to get back to what actually feeds you. Um, but this lunar eclipse in Scorpio highlighted uh, your 10th. It's about career. It's about your direction in life, your public life, the duties and responsibilities that you hold. So you're you're your career and your job by extension is in the spotlight. So some very classic things tend to happen. You get a new job, you change jobs. There's a change in your, your job environment. Um, maybe you need to reevaluate your the direction that your life is taking. Um, certainly with Mars and Pisces in your second sign alongside Neptune, I kind of said this with, with another sign, but when Neptune is part of the money story and the career story, whether at birth or by transit, I don't care if you're the most powerful person in the world or the richest person in the world, it better feed your soul. It better feed you 
It better be something that you love because when you do the opposite, it works against you and it works against you in great ways. Um, but that said, this is a time to recalibrate your direction in life and make sure it aligns with your values. And maybe there is something about money, material, uh, material life, income, and material stability and security with this full moon for you and how it directly connects to your professional life and the duties and responsibilities that you carry. But to have eclipses in the 10th and the 4th, you need to have that solar eclipse back on April 30th, you are in a very pivotal time of your life, Aquarius. It just so happens that every you know, three, you know, every few years, every nine years or every 18 years, and when the eclipses have their half and full cycles, that certain things in your, in your life get activated. Right now, it's about where is home? Who is home? Where are you going to live? And maybe if it's not a physical move, it's an internal move. And if that internal move happens, then you better best believe that a lot of other things in your life have to, have to shift and suit. But that said, Aquarius, it's a big time for you. Pisces, finally Pisces, my last sign. So Pisces, this eclipse happened in something called your ninth sign. So the ninth sign is a little bit harder to quantify because you know, 10th is career, 7th is relationships, 4th is home. These are things that we sort of know, but the ninth, what do you believe in? What's your truth? What's your conviction? What's your sense of right and wrong? Um, even themes around religion, uh, education, legal matters. But the ninth it sort of opens, uh, opens our eyes up to the world larger than us. And maybe we're thinking about foreign travel, long distance travel, or just thinking about the world um, beyond ourselves. And this is an eclipse where we have to sort of put um, the world, uh, we have to pay attention to the world. Um, and so maybe again, you know, that might be a trip, a long distance journey, or maybe that sort of looking at the world is happening through the eyes of education. But I think especially with Scorpio, um, especially with Mars in your sign, Mars is in Pisces, it's going to be in Pisces for one more week. This is a time for you to really stand up for yourself, stand up for what you believe in what you you know, the sense of right and wrong, a sense of truth. Um, sometimes when Mars is in the first, and you've got a lot of stuff going on the ninth, you can shoot your mouth off, don't do that. Um, maybe that's where Neptune is sort of saving you a little bit. Um, but I think that the, the, the connection between the ninth and the first with these eclipses, you have to really profess something right now. We always think of Pisces as this kind of spiritual sign, but it is a sign, it's ruled by Jupiter, and it talks about truth, faith, and the search for meaning. Just Pisces finds that search for meaning in, in places that are a little bit different than where Sag the other Jupiter ruled sign finds them. So this is so much about these sort of deeper questions, these deeper truths, but also exactly again, like what does your life rest upon? What do you stand for? And are you going to stand up for yourself? That's sad. Mercury is a major player in your astrology and presently it's over in your fourth home and family. And something about this retrograde period is, is really highlighting your home environment. It's, if it's not your physical home environment, certainly it's this greater sense of home and family and your emotional core and the past and memories. And maybe you're trying to make some decisions about your living situation, but you've got to wait a little bit. Mercury is going to go back into Taurus where you have to reevaluate your options. Mercury turns direct on June 3rd. It's time of big decisions. Mercury gets back to Gemini 
later in June. So it's sort of in the still trying to work things out right now. And especially Mercury is a relationship sign. Um, a lot of this can be applied to relationships as well. So that is your look at the astrology of May 16th through 22nd, 2022. Again, my name is Katie Sweetman. This has been Empowering Astrology. Thank you all. You can follow me online at empoweringastrology.com. Sign up for my newsletter. I do put out a newsletter um, where you can kind of get that sneak peek of the astrology uh, first thing on Monday mornings. Um, and of course, learn about my future events. I'm going to do another new moon circle where we kind of connect more to the archetype and the energy of a sign or a new moon and sort of set these new intentions. Um, and of course, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, um, what else? Spotify, YouTube, um, all the things. Um, but thank you. It's it's always good to connect and I get to share um, my, my astrology. Um, but um, there you go. So have a wonderful week. Take care. Enjoy the sort of the waning days of eclipse season, the waning days of Taurus season. And we'll all connect uh, next Monday. Take care. Bye.